0: All right, welcome to the Holistically Awakened podcast, Hannah Flattery. I'm so excited to have you here. I know I'm gonna have you introduce yourself in a, in a minute, but we basically met through, I think it was a Facebook group, and we started to have a conversation around the feminine and all of these things we're gonna talk about today. And I was just like, the world needs to hear this conversation. So thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm happy how it kind of happened organically, as you said and
0: here we are 100%. So I'd love for you to first introduce yourself and where your journey kind of started because I know that we're going to get through some topics like the divine feminine and probably shadow work and healing and all of that kind of thing and we never really get into these topics or this industry like usually like because we plan it usually Mm -hmm. life throws us curveballs and things like that right so I'd love to hear like how did you come to where you are now and discover the feminine and the divine feminine and the healing work and all of that.
1: Yeah, it's a long story, but I'll try and condense it. So, um, well, now I'm a feminine embodiment coach, but how did I get there? So we'll start from the start. Um, we'll go back all the way to about, it was about six, seven years ago and I was living in LA. I was modeling at the time and I also had a night job and I was kind of just living this, la life and um i was back in ireland at the time and i was reading the power of now by Eckhart Tolle which i'm sure everyone is familiar um, and he became pretty much my like spiritual spiritual teacher <laughs> without knowing it but i had a, like a spiritual awakening when i was reading that book um and it was i could go into more detail on that another time but basically it was kind of like I basically just like woke up kind of, you know? Kind of the typical spiritual awakening, I guess you'd almost say. And everything kind of, yeah, just became clear to me. Like I kind of looked around and like everything had like no words and stuff and was just like basically like really like awakening into the now, you know? And then that moment was actually like literally the pinpoint of that moment was the the time my spiritual journey began. Um, and I really ended up like delving into spirituality got like so into Eckhart Tolle and um, Sadhguru and Michael Singer and like all these great spiritual teachers and I really got into meditation and I kind of went through just that whole spiritual awakening and as you know it kind of like comes and goes so we kind of like you you know you really like awaken and then you kind of drop back into the ego a little bit, then you go forward a little bit again. So it kind of like went on for like years. And let's fast forward a little bit. Then, so I'm still kind of in it as such. You know, I'm like, I'm I'm going through an awakening still, even though I'm like very like kind of like spiritually aware at this point. But then COVID happens, and um, I guess I had to quit everything I was doing at the time. I had and started an agency, like was modeling creative agency, and yeah again everything kind of stopped as it did for a lot of people and i went traveling and it was then through my journey when i was traveling and i was doing the whole digital nomad life and everything that i started to stumble upon all of the kind of the more feminine side of spirituality so i had kind of gone through all the um traditional stuff and then i realized that oh wait a second there's like so much more and then I kind of really started tapping into um, expression and sensuality. I discovered pole dance. Um, I kind of started learning about the dark feminine, the light feminine, started like playing with those different energetics. And through my own journey, I realized that like, basically at the end of the day, it all comes back to embodiment to the body, which is why fast forward, I became a feminine embodiment coach, because we can learn all the knowledge but at the end of the day i realized like it had to be about my body so that in a nutshell is kind of yeah i love <laughs> it I ended up here yeah yeah i can relate
0: to the sort of like starting your spiritual awakening when you read a book or you find a teacher and then you're just like wait like something clicks and then your life is pretty much never the same cuz once you are starting to see or hear you know these different ways of being and all of that you can't unsee it so yeah i totally i totally get that I so you i
1: kind of like i have been like just wish like oh god i wish i didn't have this awareness yeah. now <laughs> yeah it's like the matrix
0: right like damn yeah. it can i go back yeah but at the same time yeah i mean the ego it really triggers the ego right and all it's like uncomfortable but I think this is also like why we're here on this planet to evolve to higher consciousness and all of that. Right. And so it's just like, okay, a rite of passage almost. And Mm -hmm. I think it's also amazing if we have teachers and even coaches like you, people who are embodying these things that can help us move through it Mm
1: -hmm. more
0: easily. Cause I know like when you go through the void or like Dark Knight of the Soul, all of these things are so much harder if you're all alone in it, you know?
1: Oh, 100%. I remember being back at those times when I was, like, awakening, which, you know, we're still on the journey. We all are. But those times after I became aware, that's when like shit starts to hit the fan, you know <laughs> like you're like everything's like crumbling down, and like everything like that you knew, like maybe was you know attached to your ego, or whatever is like falling away. and like honestly, it's like, yeah, it's like it's an exhilarating time, but it's also really scary. And yeah, there's not that much there's still not that much out there even to turn to, you know, yeah. Um, And in terms of feminine leaders as well, like I said, like all those um, spiritual leaders that I was really into uh, were male, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. They're like amazing spiritual uh, souls, but there wasn't that many. There wasn't that many examples of women in the spirituality world. I found.
0: Yeah, I agree, and it's cool to see how that's changing now. And you know, having conversations like these are, I think, really important because. I think when you're in the spirituality bubble too, or the self-development work, it's easy to be like, everyone knows about this, like, or I'm behind or everyone else is enlightened or whatever. But it's just like, this is a very small percent of the population. And I think it's important to know, like, if you're feeling like, and you're feel free to share any sort of experiences where you kind of went through those I guess, scary or dark periods, because I think all of the time we can think like something's wrong with us. If we don't know what's happening, like we don't have any sort of idea of what's going on with the ego and like all of these sorts of things like shadow work, it can be really yeah, debilitating and stabilizing because we can feel like I'm, it can even feel like depression. Like we can literally, it can feel like depression. I've actually experienced that too, where um, I'm going through a dark night of the soul. I'm going through an awakening I'm going through all of these things. And I'm like, I think I'm depressed or something, but it's really important to have that awareness because it is a, it's a, it's almost like a phase. Like it's not going yes. to last. And it's, um, I think it's important for us, for our minds, because our minds always need to know like what's happening. Otherwise it freaks out. So having that more of that awareness, I think is really important when we're going through that journey because it can feel yeah. really lonely, scary if you're in it by yourself, you're, you don't really have other teachers or people who have gone through this kind of thing before you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like helpful for me as well to have more of that awareness versus like, I'm going insane kind
1: of thing. Yeah, right. Oh my God, 100%. Like what you mentioned, the depression, like I totally felt that. And it went on for a while actually, like I said, it kind of would come and then it would go come in waves because that's what happens with spiritual awakening you know you're basically like allowing more of your like ego to to drop away so you're grieving your ego it's like grieving periods and people don't understand that and just think you're depressed and yeah i was totally there i remember literally like looking up online like you know eventually it came to me i was like is this part of the spiritual awakening (laughs) so i was just like damn i'm like feel depressed you know And I would look it up online and then I would like literally read through like spiritual awakening like and I'm like, oh, my God, that's me like, um, like dark night of the soul on top of dark night of the soul, you know, (laughs) death, rebirth, all of that. Like, it's all very real. Yeah, I I remember like literally being in L.A. and um, yeah, I just not being able to handle my own life. anymore. I had outgrown my old life, which happens, you know, a lot and that keeps happening because we keep going through different stages. So I had basically outgrown my life, but you know, everything, you know, you had built up everything. So you can't exactly like, you know, transition straight away. So yeah, I would just be, yeah, many days I would just be down and depressed and I would have to go. I remember I used to go drive in my car just to cry, to have a good cry session. (laughs) And I would literally feel like, Oh my God, I'm such a loser. Like, I'm just going to cry in my car. But like, it literally was like, it was like a process, you know, it like literally had to come out, you know, I mean, it was either go for a drive and cry or go to the beach and cry. <laughs> and yeah, it was a process. And it sometimes even felt kind of beautiful. It kind of felt like, you know, like connecting with myself. I'm like, Oh my God, this, I'm, I'm crying, but this feels good, you know? And um, yeah, as a society, we really like look at that as negative but it's not negative. It's literally just part of the process and there's so much shame around it, you know? Like like so much shame to say you're going through that or that, you know, people are, like hiding that they're that they're they're in that state or whatever. And like it's literally just part of the human experience. And it, and if we if you're awakening, you know, we're literally all going to go through that unless you're like, you know, you weren't part of society and you didn't have to unlearn all this bullshit that we basically learned. <laughs>
0: Yeah. There's so much that comes up when you say all of that. Like when you're mentioning crying, I even to this day, there's still phases where I'm just like, oh, I haven't cried in like two weeks. It's so weird. Or phases where I'm like, I cry every single day. And I think sometimes it's easy to be like, why almost like I should be over this stuff. Why am I still like, you know, emotional, but it's like, we go through the deeper layers. And this is something that I've heard from a lot of people who have gone through their spiritual awakening within like the past three years, like where it's first started. And I hear this a lot where they're kind of like, oh, I'm still in it, I'm not there yet. And I'm just like, this is something that I've kind of came to the conclusion of with um, listening to a lot of other spiritual teachers who are seem to be like almost at enlightened stage. Um, and they're just like, I still have tantrums. I still like cry and I still have like all of this like ego human stuff. And they're yeah. just like, the work never actually ends. Like you never actually yeah. get there. And I think that the ego, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about this too. The ego can also hide in the healing and like the spirituality. For me, this came up of what, as like um, basically understanding all of these subconscious stuff and these shadow parts and all of these things that might be preventing me from having or creating the life that I actually want, like all of these sort of shadow parts, then it became, oh, I'm not healed enough yet. So Mm -hmm. I have to do all of this work. I have to do all of these meditations and the breath work and this and that, which all have a place, like they're amazing. But the ego started to use that as a new sort of like prerequisite to be good enough. Like Mm -hmm. you won't be good enough or have success or la 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 until you've healed all of this shit and that's still ego right Mm -hmm. so I don't know if you can relate to that but the ego can hide in every sort of
1: place yeah it's crazy you have to be super vigilant as Eckhart Tolle always says you like you have to like literally watch out for it um but yeah you're right like you know like we're here to live and have a human experience so there's no point in going through life you're trying to fix yourself the whole time you know you're just like looking at what's wrong how can you be better like we're here to enjoy our lives and and yeah embrace all aspects of it
0: yeah and i think that's also it's interesting to see where it's almost like the lesson the lesson is always coming back to we are enough as we are like we don't have to have all of these things to finally be good enough and it always comes back to that and so if we still hide behind the healing to be good enough the lesson is still going to be you're going to have to learn that you don't need all that stuff to be good enough and so life is going to keep showing you (laughs) the same lesson and i can totally relate to like life giving you the same lesson like 57 times because you just don't (laughs) learn it um and that's how it is like life is mirroring you right um yeah but one thing I wanted to touch on, because I know you mentioned, we're going over the place, but that's fine. Um, the dark and the light feminine, because I, the light side of the feminine, and the dark side of the feminine, because I think that the feminine, the feminine energy, all this is becoming more mainstream. And I think a lot of it is like, sensuality and like being in the flow and like being in the receiving energy and all of these things. But I don't think we talk a lot about like the dark side of the feminine i think a lot of us kind of look at it as like oh like flowy dresses and you know like sensuality and all that kind of thing but i'd love for you to kind of touch on like the dark side of the feminine
1: yeah totally. so like it's crazy that we do just look at it as light because you know in life we have like light and dark literally daytime nighttime like every single you know day it's like how can we think that the darkness is bad basically you know it's just part of us and yeah and femininity like we've been conditioned since we're young to think the femininity is you know all the things you mentioned basically like softness receiving um loving beautiful i don't know all these things you know and there's a whole other side of it for sure and i've actually always really related to that side the dark feminine but i didn't know it because i didn't have the words around it so when i was younger i was always very kind of i don't know more more i would i think i used to think it was like masculine energy but now as i go do i, do I dive more into it i think a lot of it is kind of dark feminine so kind of um i don't know a little bit feisty or like spicy in ways you know and i started to get as i started to Get older, I started to feel bad about it, and I started to like tone it down and I think a lot of it is actually my natural way, and I think that a lot of women have that in them too you know it's not just light there's, there's a whole spectrum, and in society that's very shamed because it just goes outside the norms of what like traditional femininity is is perceived as so women have this urge to embrace. All that other side of them, which might be their spicy side, it might be um, they're more, maybe it's the, their anger that they're suppressing, or um, basically anything that would be deemed as kind of more shamed and deemed as wrong in society. So we're basically like not allowing ourselves to um, embrace all that side of us. And then we're left with this kind of like, weird void within us, because it's just not normal. There's a whole spectrum of light and dark within us. And to give some examples, because maybe people are still thinking like, what does she really mean about the dark energy? So for me personally, how I started discovering it was through pole dance. And I stumbled upon pole dance completely by accident. So it's really interesting that it's not something I I seeked, seeked, sought. (laughs) I didn't seek it out. It wasn't like, Oh, I need to embrace my dark energy. Now let's go do some pole dance. Like that's not what happened. I stumbled upon it by accident. I've always been athletic. I did gymnastics. So I just took to it immediately because of that. I love the gymnastics, the element of it. And then, so in pole dance, there were, there's different styles. So one style is like, kind of, um, like I said, more athletic, and then there's more like flowy dance styles, all of that. And then there's exotic pole dance, which is where, you wear like, you know, the stripper heels and like more kind of dress up and all of this and it's a complete different style and I used to look at the girls when I started pole dance that would do this style with these crazy heels and stuff and I would just be like oh that's nice for them like that's cool but like I would never wear those like that's just not me <laughs> and then I was uh in class one day I had spinning class and then after the spinning class there was exotic class and I had a male t-shirt at the time it was in Mexico and i was like okay i think i'll try this and he had uh, a spare pair of heels they didn't even have heels and he was like Oh, you can wear mine and the minute i put those heels on it's like something like came into me it was crazy <laughs> i was like ah oh, ah oh, this is what's up <laughs> and it was just a completely different like energy that flew with it came within me and like that's just from a pair of heels you know so think about it you know um And it was, you know, it's the heels and the whole, it's basically the exotic environment. They call it exotic pole. And then it was a whole, you know, that was the start of it. But so from then on, I started kind of exploring that side of me basically. And it was all just kind of coming out of me, like flowing out. Um, I had a boyfriend at the time and he was just kind of like, oh, what's happening? (laughs) <laughs> because I was getting way more free of my expression. I was tapping into this whole side of myself that I hadn't tipped, tapped into before. And I still didn't know at that stage it was the dark, dark feminine. Um, and now, you know, fast forward a couple of years, now that I've learned about all this stuff, it all makes sense to me. And I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't feel complete until I started embracing that side of me because that's all part of the dark feminine. Which goes into like eroticism, like our erotic nature, and like all of this, you know? And it's so shamed because eroticism in general is so shamed in society still because people are so uh, afraid of it, I guess. And most people are sexually repressed, to be honest. So it's still kind of very taboo, as such, but like it's not taboo. It's actually completely normal and a completely essential part of life, an essential part of feeling like a whole human. So we need to basically, and when you start embracing that side, it also then brings, it's kind of like when you go to do shadow work, like you dip into your shadows and then it also it makes the light brighter, you know, so. It's even funny that they calling it light and dark because sometimes I think people are still thinking like good or bad. But um, it's just kind of like energy can't explain. And that's kind of what the dark feminine is. Like people say that it's, it's magnetic energy, it's a mysterious energy and all these things, because it is, it's completely mysterious and magnetic. You can't almost like put your finger on it. And that's why, again, that it's kind of feared or shamed because people don't know what's going on with, with women that are, embrace their dark feminine kind of thing. Especially men, men are like completely like, you know, they're <laughs> They don't know what's going on there and they can't control that either so it's just kind of a whole a whole uh, magic about it
0: yeah it's interesting because you you just said the control word and i think that's why that's really what it comes down to with the thousands of years of repression suppression women not really being able to express themselves and and this is conditioning right like i think a lot of women like this can sound terrifying (laughs) or even like for me triggering as well yeah yeah. and i mean we have to look at the conditioning and the trauma and the generational trauma that's and the conditioning the programming that's passed on and it's true if we are in our divine feminine we are in the light and the dark and we're owning all of it and we're yeah. like free to express ourselves then like that is fucking powerful and that is very hard to control it's like when we're sovereign when we are you know critically thinking when we're able to um not be codependent all of that that makes us very threatening because we can't control those people and so obviously yeah. when you have systems that want to control people and specifically women this is where we condition the The shaming around that, right? And so I think it's also important to notice like all of the dark aspects you're talking about. It's very interesting to kind of look at this good and bad um sort of dynamics that you talked about. yeah, but really, for me, when I look at it, it's just like the dark stuff is just the stuff we have suppressed and shamed and hidden. And yes. now it's like we're bringing it to the light, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But, um, where was I going to go? I mean, there's so many ways you could go with this, But I love to know first, um, how did feminine embodiment so whether that means like the light or the dark feminine like the embodiment Mm -hmm. of all of it because that's really what it means to like integrate all of these aspects yeah how did that shift your relationships maybe your health your like did it impact different areas of your life
1: yeah i definitely impacted everything to be honest um one important thing i think to mention is so when i did start like kind of tapping into the dark feminine and expression and everything. I did notice at that time when I first started kind of tapping into it, that I still didn't feel safe enough in my body, you know? And because like you said, we've suppressed so much it minute, like that it, you start to become aware of this. It wants to come out. That's what it wants to do. It wants to come out because it's been suppressed for so long. So it's really important at that time to be really in touch with your body as well. So that's where like sensuality and movement well, sensuality and movement is how I did it. Some people maybe do some more somatic work or whatever. But that's where that is really important. So I would say tapping started when I started tapping into my expression, dark light feminine and everything. I think that it the biggest way it impacted me was it was kind of like you have to connect with your body, you know, because it 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 brings up even more the fact that you don't feel totally safe in your body. So it's kind of like a mixture of expression and movement, I think. So when you start to, yeah, when you start to express, you need to connect more to your body, and when you connect more to your body, you feel like expressing more, if you know what I mean. So kind of the kind of go hands in hand. That is a big way that impacted me. Um, creating safety in my body was absolutely huge because that creates safety in in terms of life in general like you're literally everything is coming back to here you know so you feel more grounded and it took a lot of work honestly like is definitely not something that was easy like I had been so kind of in my masculine energy and had like trauma in my body and everything that I actually took years of of just repeatedly doing uh feminine embodiment and for me it was in terms of like pole dance, yoga, and expression was my biggest ways. Um, in terms of my relationships, oh my God, it completely, it completely changed my relationships like crazy. Like I actually can't believe that I had relationships before kind of like the way I had them, you know, um, I would say the biggest way for me that impacted relationships, was is through learning about polarity which is also kind of getting really popular in the spiritual world. Um, Some coaches focus on it and stuff. But yeah, creating that polarity between the masculine and feminine, I think, was like the biggest way that I felt it impacted. And that can only happen really through feminine embodiment, because if you learn to be a certain way, you know, you learn all the knowledge. It doesn't really do anything, but embodying it is is what really changes things. But also, I just want to mention that in case people think like when you're talking about feminine embodiment, that just means like, oh, you're just always in your feminine energy, you know, like so the man can always be in, in his masculine energy. Like that's definitely not how it is. And that's not the divine feminine. Like the divine feminine is when you can flow back and forth between both. But because of the feminine embodiment work, when you know how to be in your body um, and in your feminine energy, you can easily access that. You can just be like, okay, I'm gonna drop back into my feminine now. Whereas before I wasn't able to do that. I was just like in my hyper masculine a lot of the time. And I'm stuck in my mind. So it brought me away from my mind as well, which is the whole
0: a Yeah. This is something I hear all the time from I think for women it's really hard to get out of the mind and into the body because of trauma and not feeling safe, like you mentioned. So there's a lot of work to do within that kind of spectrum. But when you yeah. mention like the relationships obviously it affects like every area of our life because as you mentioned it comes back to energy to our bodies to it just affects everything right and so i'd love to kind of talk a little bit about tapping into the divine feminine energy because and i also really like that you mentioned relationships because this is something that i've noticed in my relationship when i have been more in my feminine and my partner has been more in the healthy masculine and we're like more in that polarity versus the opposite and it still comes up where we both get into like the the i guess unhealthy masculine unhealthy feminine and it's just wild to see the polarity literally disappears and the the intimacy and the attraction and the stress and this is something that um the book how mars and venus collide i believe has been enlightening uh-huh. for me because it really shows how um when we're not in those healthy energies let's just say um it affects everything but the thing is I think a lot of the time women can get a little bit of like they can get shamed or they can even shame themselves for being not in their feminine energy or being too in the masculine or maybe you know swaying from one extreme to the other Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: this book really hones in on how how society today and how the lifestyle today and the expectations today and everything have increased stress levels to Mm -hmm. a level that is just not even that humans are not even supposed to you know be able to handle like it's just not our capacity is just not there for that and this is what causes the problem like we have stress levels that are way too high and then women are basically not supported they don't feel supported they're overwhelmed they're taking on way too much they're taking taking on w- way too many roles and then we're just like how the f do i tap into that feminine i'm drained i'm depleted i'm resentful and all of these things and same for men they're they get the they also receive that sort of like high stress of course and then the dynamics are just completely different like women are you know not fulfilling the same roles as before they have more on their plate And that affects obviously men who come home to that. And anyways, it's just like really interesting book um, because it really highlights like how society has shifted and how that has shifted the dynamics in relationships. And so this is something I really wanna touch on too, because when we talk about tapping into the divine feminine, I think women can get almost like frustrated because it's like, but how do I do that? right? Mm -hmm. And so I'd love for you to kind of like, touch on that a little bit or riff a little bit on that. Because I think, again, as we mentioned, like, it's easy to kind of understand the concept. But embodiment is so much different, right?
1: I totally agree. I I agree with everything you said as well, like the way that all the dynamics between male and female and how they're just, it's just a big mess out there now. Like, it really is. You know, everything's changed in terms of the dynamics and roles but we haven't caught up you know we we had we have to adjust as humans because it's not how it was like you know 10 20 30, 40 years ago but then we can't operate the old way but we we have it's we need to find a new way you know and yeah I do believe that that uh the key is in learning how to embody the Divine Feminine and the Divine Masculine like you said and how do you get there <laughs> well The divine feminine is when you are when you have when you're resting in the middle you have a seat in the middle so you can say you're resting between your masculine and your feminine energy and you're able to go between both you can say you're resting between your light energy and your dark energy you can say you have one foot maybe in the spiritual realm and then you have one foot in the like uh worldly realm you know it's all about resting in the center and it actually comes back to like. taoist principles like you know taoism and it's all about resting in the center and that's what spirituality is and divine feminine is about its spirituality it's basically the ultimate uh version want to say version is the right word of um the feminine and and the divine masculine is that of of the masculine but i think what people get confuse is this word divine you know <laughs> Sometimes when I see the word divine, it makes me like shudder. Cause I'm like, oh God, divine. I don't think I'm divine. I don't think I'm ready to be divine. Like, I don't want to be like this godly holy, like, you know, because that's not what we're trying to be. And that, that just brings like up all the shame as if you have to be perfect. The divine feminine is not perfect. The divine feminine is whole. So it's about wholeness. So again, it basically goes back to what I talked about, about the, embracing the light feminine, the dark feminine, your masculine and feminine energy and um allowing yourself to be whole uh, and and it is hard to do it by thinking about it or learning about it so that's why i think the most important way is through the body yeah and expression creativity movement sensuality sexuality they're they're all run through the body and i think honestly i think it's the only way because of the way things are you know like we're so stuck in our minds it's like an epidemic of of overthinking and uh stress and everything like you said it it really is an epidemic so we need to come back to the body and yeah and I think also I think uh sensuality and, and movement through the body like that is is feminine spirituality I think, you know, spirituality, obviously it's not feminine or masculine, but if you go like a layer above that, I think that like sensuality is actually like a meditation for the feminine, pretty much. It's like the equivalent of a meditation in my opinion. Yeah,
0: I agree. And I think it all comes down to like the good girl conditioning where we learn like, don't say that it's going to make them uncomfortable. Like, or like, I don't know somebody wants to give you like kiss on the cheek or you're like I don't feel comfortable around them don't be rude like don't say the inappropriate things like don't wear that like all of these things and then we're just like oh I can't do anything that I feel naturally inclined to let's not even talk about like sexuality or sensuality that is a f no like you cannot do that that's inappropriate and (laughs) and yeah like you're gonna wear that like you're, you're the s word you're the b word you're all these things. And so, so we kind of tiptoe we're like, am I allowed to do that? We're almost this is always coming up in my coaching too. like, it's almost like they're looking for permission, like, am I allowed to do what I want to do? And I think it comes back to like, as kids, naturally, we feel inclined to like, touch ourselves somewhere, play with something, say Mm -hmm. something, whatever it is. And it comes back to that. Like for me, when I look at like Kundalini yoga or taking a bath or dance or music, anything like you mentioned that gets me into my body, I reconnect with that part of myself that's like, oh, this is a yes. I want to do that. This is a no. It's like those intuitive nudges, those body pulls or contractions or expansions that we have shut down because we're mind logical, pros and cons. Like, does this make sense? Is this going to make someone else uncomfortable yeah. and not approve of me? And so for me, it's really been like those practices, like you said, like when we get into the body, that's where we start to get in touch with that side of ourselves, I think the most, like you can't think yourself into the feminine, right? So Absolutely. I love that you mentioned that. So like practices like that, I think are so healing. And this is kind of where I want to kind of wrap up here. So to wrap it up, I know we've been talking about like the embodiment piece and like getting in the body and everything and a lot of things. and one of the main things I really wanted to sort of leave the listeners with is um, your approach to this sort of healing work, especially with the feminine, where it can be easy to get into all of the like, to do's of I need to do this, and I need to heal that. And I need to do all of this stuff to get rid of everything wrong with me, right? Like we yeah. talked about the ego. And mm-hmm. I got caught into this sort of like, period of time where it was like i need to do all this work on myself because i'm basically effed up like there's a lot of weird stuff that i need to get rid of and it's just like not i can't keep it (laughs) and it actually just made it worse because i was focusing on everything wrong with me and it was just like yeah obviously the opposite of being in your feminine and embodied and i love that you are really about and this is something that i also discovered through this journey where healing is actually just as important in like the play and the fun and the pleasure. And actually I think that that's almost like a portal to our healing that's more accelerated because I think that we are here to discover who we are and that is going to be found in like what we are called towards. Like our body is going to pull us towards what's meant for us. And so if we deny the fun, the pleasure, the old, the things that light us up, then it's almost like, that's almost the point of the work. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. for me, when I started to discover like, oh, actually I think the healing word that's missing for me is tapping into what lights me up versus no, I have to do this stuff before I can have fun and live my life. That was yeah. completely backwards. So I'd love for you to kind of touch on that healing through play, fun, pleasure versus doing the work.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I decided to focus on because I actually had a similar experience to you, where I went so uh, focused on, um, yeah, trying to empty myself out, you know, and be like, uh, be like a fucking monk, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then all the other stuff came in and I realized that that like really was just such an integral part. So it came from personal experience. And I decided to focus on this because not a lot of people are doing it. And I really do feel like it's missing in the space because, you know, you can find uh, a lot of the other stuff, you know, a lot of places, like you want to do meditation or like uh, breath work and all of, all of the other traditional things. So that's partly why I decided to focus on this. And also, yeah, it's funny because like we have, you know, if you really look into all the chakras, Like we have seven chakras and a lot of healing only focuses on the top ones, like your third eye and your crown chakra. And that's where, you know, they're obviously really important, um, but there's a lot going on down here. (laughs) And that is where the sacral chakra is. And that is responsible for your pleasure, your sexuality, like your sex drive, creativity, your emotions. And it's also like related to money, actually, and all of that. So people completely miss this chakra and they just say, like, you know, you don't have time for pleasure. You don't have time to, um, for fun, like all of this. And they don't realize that that's, like you said, it's actually part of the healing journey. It's part of the integrating journey, integrating everything. Like you said, we don't always want to be healing, you know, we're not broken. <laughs> so it's part of enjoying life and, and it happens to be healing. Um, so yeah, play, play is an absolutely huge part of it. And when you are taking time to play and you're prioritizing play, you are telling the universe that there is space to give you like more good fun stuff and that you're basically getting on that vibration of that. Like you're enjoying yourself. You're enjoying like things you're doing, you know, you're taking pleasure in them. So that's like a vibration that runs into everything else you do in your life you know so it's super super important and especially as women like feminine energy is about pleasure (laughs) it's about receiving it's about pleasure and then we're ashamed for it like we literally i hear from so many women um through sessions and everything that they are they want to feel pleasure but they feel guilty for it you know that's a huge one like and it's just creating this this really uh big uh, conflict within us because we want it but we feel guilty for it so yeah it's just about embracing pleasure in the right ways like we basically like the the world as it is we're embracing pleasure in all of these ways that are damaging to us you know like oh i'll have some more ice cream oh i'll go out and get drunk and we think that's embracing pleasure like i'm gonna go have fun and get drunk that's embracing pleasure like there's way better ways (laughs) So that's what I help women to explore. So i kind of, because pole dance was such a huge influence in my life and basically completely life-changing, I basically try to take what I uh, gained from pole dance and bring it to my coaching, my sessions, because not everyone wants to do pole dance, you know? But, and it also like, to be fair, it does take, you know, a while to get good enough of pole dance to really enjoy it. You know, I started really enjoying it when I was like after well, I mean I did enjoy it the whole way, but like you enjoy it more as you get into it. So I basically take like what the benefits I got from pole dance and package it into something small you know, something more attainable and smaller so that you can still feel the same shifts within you without doing you know, without having to do the pole dance. Or maybe you want to do it, just people are into different things, you know. So I take the creative expression aspect, the sensuality aspect, the movement, um, just embracing your body um, and all of that and kind of bring that to my coaching. So I offer sensual yoga sessions online. Um, I offer a program called Playtime, which is um, basically all around creative expression. And I help women to, uh, I don't have enough time to explain it now. But basically, I help them tap into another side of themselves, and they kind of create like almost like an alter ego. So that allows them to go outside of themselves to be able to express another part of themselves because it almost feels like it's not them. It's like you know this this sexy alter ego. So I've seen that work really cool. Um, and then we do shoots over FaceTime because I used to be a photographer, so I can actually do a, a shoot with them to bring the creative expression out even from a different location so that's pretty cool and um yeah and then i do one-to-one coaching and i am working on a program that brings all of that together which i'm going to launch in the new year in january
0: amazing well this work is so needed and like you said there isn't really much like this out there and i think it's more needed now than ever with the epidemic of everything we talked about and, you know, stress levels just increasing. But also I think we've come to the point in in time where women are kind of like the volcano is erupting and yeah. we can't <laughs> keep it down anymore. We're done. Like we're ready to just express ourselves. And now we're kind of like, okay, I'm in, but how? And so you provide the how, which is amazing because otherwise We just get stuck if we don't really know what steps we can take so thank you so much for coming on for doing what you do and we'll put all of the the links in the either the youtube or the podcast so everyone can you know explore and follow you and get connected because your work is just so needed in this world
1: awesome sounds good yeah i really enjoyed our conversation it was so good so good.